to the Rockman Show. It's time for Rockman to give his opinions, his views, and his thoughts on life and rock. So grab a beer, buckle in, and get ready to rock. gym daily and see weird stuff but it's been a while since anything weird had really happened you know it's been kind of mellow which i like i mean i don't need a bunch of nonsense when i'm at the gym you know you got your grazer you got that guy you got the other people grunting when they're doing the fucking weights and stuff like that and i get that well sort of i don't know why you gotta do that i don't do that i mean it's like ah! you know what the fuck is that and slam the weights down. What's that? What is that? So, my latest encounter was in the sauna the other day. I'm sitting there in the sauna, minding my own business, and a guy walks in. He's got his headphones on, whatever, you know. Okay, cool. Whatever. You know, listen to your music. Enjoy it. But then, he proceeds to start singing. And, you know, if I have headphones on, yeah, I'll probably whisper mouth the words, whatever, if I really like this song. But no, this guy didn't go to that etiquette. He does something a little bit different. What he do? Well, he proceeded to sing this one lyric, I guess. And it was like, hollow, hollow, hollow. And it was low. I'm like, okay, I'm annoyed, but I, I've got five more minutes in the song. I, I, I can probably deal with this. And it was like, Hello, how the gonna I don't even know what he was fucking saying. I'm like, oh my god, dude, it got louder, 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 and I'm like, okay, I'm done. I can't take this anymore. What gives this fucking guy the right to come there and interrupt my peacefulness in the sauna? Just trying to relax. Sweat out the beer from the night before. But no! He's gotta do that. And then as he's getting louder, as he's singing, before I left, he starts exercising. And between 
Hymns really bad monotone vocals. There was. Huh, huh, huh. I, 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 was it I didn't look to see. He might have. Maybe he was getting in a rhythm or something. I don't know what's going on. But I don't need this. What gives him the right to fucking disturb me like this? I don't know. I, but it's annoying as fuck. But anyway. That said, I've got a great show for y'all tonight. Uh, I'm bringing back an old friend, Al Joseph, guitar extraordinaire. So Al's going to be with us in a minute, but before we do that, since it was a daytime interview, Ragman was being good, so there was no beer on tap, but there is now. Let's do this. Mr. G. I guess you've gotten your stamina back. Yes, sir, I have. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. Uh, today we have the Fierce Brewing Company, which I, I, I went to this brewery when I was in Aberdeen, Scotland. Oh, very cool brewery. Uh, and it's kind of cool. I think I've talked about this when I was over there. Uh, they had the tap room behind Brewdog, and then they had the big brewery uh, in an industrial area in Aberdeen. And I just kind of stumbled across. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. So uh, this one's called Tropical Thunder and it is a mango habanero hazy IPA. Hells yeah. Not a lot of, I guess, information on the can. So let's just look at it. Uh, it's got the very cool fierce Mad Hop logo. And the Tropical Thunder kind of reminds me of the logo from the movie of Tropic Thunder. With uh, Ben Stiller, Jack Black, and I forget who else was in. I think Robert Downey Jr. But very cool. Uh, got these mangoes, and they look like red. I guess probably for the habanero. Oh, but actually, habaneros are orange, so I don't know what they're going there. But I do like it. I did. Uh, the label actually caught my eye, and then I read the description. I'm like, huh? I've had a mango habanero beer before so let's try this one so we're gonna pour this bad boy oh man it looks really pretty uh kind of really golden pineapple looking uh fair amount of head on here let's i don't know if there's gonna be a lot of lacing uh but the the head is nice and this thing i'm looking in the monkey lamp holy shit dude it looks like pure pineapple juice so let me get an aroma over here so uh can i'm gonna go i'll go four on that I, it caught my eye enough to where I'm like, I, I want that. Uh, again, there's a lot of retention, but no lacing on the glass, which is kind of different. So, aroma, I get a little bit of mango notes. I said notes. I don't know where, <laughs> where I went to there, but mango notes. Um, 
know. It's not kicking my ass with aroma. So maybe three and a half. And uh, now for the true test, a little tastage. Oh, wow. Not what I was expecting. <clears throat> you get that burn pretty much up front. Not getting the mango like I was hoping. I'm not asking for a milk IPA or a milkshake IPA, but I was hoping this would be a little bit more creamier and a little bit more mango to kind of balance off that heat from the habanero. So it's really kind of watery. There's not a lot to it. So uh, sorry, Fierce. You hit on all cylinders on a lot of the other beers I had when I was in Aberdeen. But this one here is not doing a lot for me. So probably going to go three on this one. Sorry, guys. So enough of me. Let's go to the interview. And I tell you what, we'll start off the interview with uh, the band this guy was in prior to pretty much focusing more on a solo career. Let's play some hive mind. This is Al Joseph, and you're listening to The Ragman Show. Horns up. <laughs> hot as fuck here in Houston. I, I know it's hot all over the fucking country. We got this fucking heat dome where I, I, I don't see the fucking dome. All I see is the sun glaring down on my bald fucking head and it's illuminating up to the stars. But my friend Al Joseph is with us. He lives yes, in sir. LA. Al, what's the weather like there, man? Um, You know what? It's been a pretty, uh, I don't know how to say it. It's been gloomy like most gloomy. of it just started getting hot like a few days ago oh shit so you like alluded the dome <laughs> yeah man it's it's like damn where's the hot weather at you know i got these like cabanas outside and shit like i want to go outside of the pool and everything i just haven't felt like going you know uh-huh well yeah so is it a lot cooler out or has it just been kind of like overcast and keeping the temp down it's been it, you know for the most part like overcast and then the sun started coming out like a week ago, maybe two weeks ago, maybe two weeks ago. Wow. And it's still like pretty mild, man. I'm, I don't know. I'll check the, the weather here. Oh, shit, dude. I Because I've been to Bakersfield and it's like 100 plus down there. That's further south than you. Yeah. I mean, but... it, it's it's super hot now. Like it's 91 out today, but it's been, it hasn't been that hot. Like really. 
I don't, I don't know what it is, but 91, this is like the hottest it's been for me. And then we just came up from San Diego a couple of days ago. Uh, my girlfriend has work down there. So it was way too hot down there. I'll oh, say. wow. Yeah. So it's su super weird. The web has been weird. It, it really is. So Cabanas, you got a girlfriend, so you don't go out there and crack open some drinks, sip, look at girls by the pool, their boobies out. It's too cold for that right now. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, actually, I guess you kind of want it cold for that. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, because you know when a girl's tits get hard, those nipples they they follow you. They, you they know? perk. They perk. They're poking <laughs> right at you. Exactly. He's speaking missiles. I was like, oh, who stared at me? Oh, it's her tits. <laughs> oh, actually. So, man, it's good to talk to you, my friend. It's been a while. Uh, I think the last time yeah. we talked was when you did the single for Elemental uh oh, shit, that's right yeah a couple years ago dude yeah man yeah man I, I i take too long to put out music man i just gotta i gotta get more on that right now but uh i've got i've got like seven of them written nice. already they're all done so it's just a matter of uh doing the hard boring work in the background and getting the the releases to kind of smack you know setting it up properly you know well I got a question because I know when we talked around Elemental, I was bugging you about hive mind stuff because I love the way you sing, ah. is the way is you know as well as you're playing, uh, and your brother Chris was just starting to get healthier again, and yeah. you had told me hive mind's not going to be hive mind; it's going to be called something else, but then nothing came, and so I right. guess. First off, can you tell me what happened there? My guess is a lot of it came to the teaching and stuff like that, but I don't want to steal yes. your thunder. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, it, it's just everything for me, you know, if if you know me as a person, it's all about timing, you know, like um, finding the right guys and the budget, man. It's tough. Like, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not trying to go out there and uh, deal with any bullshit as far as that's concerned, so. It's just uh, I, I my my goal is to basically have my own sort of financial thing going on. So I'm doing the school now. I've I've always taught, so I just thought I'd leverage that and uh, create something a bit more sustainable. Um, but as far as being in a band and stuff, I'm actually listening to uh, the, all all these bands right now uh, while I'm working and stuff. So it's it's giving me some inspiration back. I'm definitely going to get back to singing and playing and all that stuff. So it's just a matter a matter of getting, you know, uh, everything aligned, you know, the right people, the right guys in the band. You know, unfortunately, my brother's still I mean, he's he's healthy now, but um, he's got he got married. He's got a baby and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, that's going on. So it's just it's timing and people and budget and the whole nine yards. It's, it's tough to get that that going, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could imagine that as well. Uh, yeah, I was hoping, I, I was thinking, I think when we talked too, you were like, I got more stuff coming, man. I got more stuff coming and we we're going to talk. And then, here, lo and behold, Crown Royal's out. I'm like, oh, shit, it's uh, time for Alan and I to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, nice, I, how, I, I am kind of curious because I see all the videos. You, you're very active on social media. I love what you're doing on Instagram, posting right. almost daily of you jamming. You did the really cool thing with the Star Spangled Banner on July 4th. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. very cool. Uh, so you're really out there as a guitar player, and I, I'm sure you're building your following with all of that. So I think when you do release new music or if you get in another band format, then mm -hmm. You're, you're kind of building your audience right now. Yeah, 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 that's the, the plan. Um, 
I just want a strong foundation before I get back out there because when I get back out there, I want to go hard. You know, I want to go hard as fuck. And that's the, the way it's going to be. You know, once that, you know, it's like once you see Al out in the streets playing, that's what's going to happen. So I think the responsible thing is just to make sure, like I said, like everything's pretty much aligned. And um, I've been really blessed to have social media and have the support of the fans uh, still. And uh, it's a lot different than when we were doing uh, Hive Mind because, you know, it's it becomes this dirty game that you play where, you know, Sometimes they're funded stuff. Sometimes they're not, you know, the, the label. And um, I, I just don't want to do that back and forth, you know. So um, having the fan base this time around, as big as it is, as, as it's gotten right now, and um, trying to get my YouTube and all the other stuff kind of up to play, then it's like, okay, you know, if we ever need to, you know, sell merch online or whatever, then we can have that, you know. So it's, yeah, it's been good. Well, do you handle like I know a lot of the little videos, little promo things you do for your lessons and stuff. It's yeah. so professional, man. I don't know if you're doing that all yourself. If you hired a company to help you, but whoever's doing it is doing a phenomenal job. All me, yeah, it's all me, man. It's, it's been it go, all practice. Man. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah, I I feel like um, as an artist, whatever you don't, whatever you yeah, whatever you don't pay for, you pay for, right? So. For me, I love having that arsenal. I love studying, uh, you know, entrepreneurship and uh, um, social media marketing and and teaching. You know, it's my passion, so I want to automate it and I want to make it available to everybody. So uh, yeah, I do. I do it all here. You know, so it's, it's it's been a lot of practice. Oh, I imagine. Well, speaking of practice, I'm just kind of curious because I watched one of your the making of Crown Royal. And the different parts and stuff like that. So, one, uh, uh, the first thing that hit my head is like, how many hours a day does this fucking guy practice? Uh, I mean, you have to when you're teaching and stuff like that. But how often offline have you been teaching? Or are you just playing guitar? Um, it's it's actually been eighty twenty. You know, like I I need I need to make sure that twenty percent of the time I do get to practice is crazy efficient. You know, like super planned out same thing i do every day you know i wake up wipe the crust out of my eyes and get to it for a few hours and then the rest of it is just everything on the back end you know so um i think a lot of people take advantage uh, take uh, take it for granted rather um just the amount of work it takes to just be present to everyone and that's what most of it has been and then taking care of my students as well so it's been that way well, that's awesome, man. That's all, and I figured that's was kind of going on too. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about Crown Royal, uh, the new single. Oh, yeah. It's very cool. Starts off kind of with this like new metal down tune thing, and then you go into the melodic <laughs> soloing stuff. Like I love, man, and it's a it's a really cool song. I, that's what I love about your music is there's lots of different parts integrated, but it all fits together like a puzzle. How long did it like? take from the writing stages to the final recording.
Well, uh, that tune in particular is pretty special because it's a song we've been working on since like 2016. Well, probably, no, no, 2014, actually. Oh, because Chris wrote that opening riff. So I hit him up and he worked on it with a friend of ours. Uh, and I asked them, I said, hey guys, We've been sitting on this song. We've been trying to get vocals over it. We actually have a version of that song with vocals over it. And uh, it just never like came together the way that we wanted it to. That actually serves that riff, you know? It's all about that opening riff, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, I asked them if I can take a stab at it and it, it ended up turning out really cool. And so, I don't know, man, it took, I, I finished that tune like last year. It's just, oh, wow getting it out, you know? So I don't mm -hmm. remember how long it took me, but it was pretty much written by the time I got to it. I, I changed the chorus completely. Um, and then the rest of it is just like, you know, I was like, okay, I know these parts already. So just lay it down and um, get it mapped out. So I don't know, it just, it takes time though, say weeks. And then you, I guess Chris played on it, right? Or did I played on everything. This, this version, this version, I did everything. Oh, that's uh, awesome, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I usually do. So, um, yeah, I did the bass on it. I did uh, the guitars, the leads, the synth, the whole nine. So, And then the drums, are those real drums or programmed? I saw you yeah, do it on the, like the video deal. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm using, yeah, it's get good drums um, that I've been using. So I've been programming the drums. Oh, wow. Dude, because... Yeah. I think I told you I'm friends with Tracy G that played with uh, Dio and Tracy does a bunch of his drums like that too. And it's just amazing how that software sounds so real and you can't really yeah. tell whether or not yeah, it's a real it's, guy or not. It's super clutch, you know, and I, and I try to make sure also, you know, with the different velo velocities and um, triggers and all that to try to make it sound as real as possible. So I'm glad that everyone's liking it. You nailed it, my friend. You nailed it. Well, I wanted to ask you about, uh, I, mean, I guess, related to Crown Royal. What do you think of bands like Polyphia that are doing some kind of interesting things with the car? I wouldn't say you were doing that specifically, but I kind of heard a little bit of, uh, I'm trying to look for the word without saying it's It's not the same, but it's the same. Maybe because the, the down tuning and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, um, I get influenced from pretty much everyone who's out there, you know, mm -hmm. like uh, I, I do listen to a, a good bit of Polyphia. It's, it's crazy what they're able to do. I saw them live uh, a handful of years back and I was just blown away. Um, yeah, I'm trying to integrate a little bit more trap, let's say like trap music, like that kind of um, hip hop um, oh, yeah. elements as well. Um, so they, they're really good with that. So um, that's been kind of influencing my playing. So you'll hear that in later videos, probably the next 
um, release that I put out, which has come out pretty soon. So, yeah, man, I'm just trying to pick inspiration from everything that I can. Like I said, I've been here all day while I'm working. That's the best time for me to just put on a playlist and just listen to all the bands that are doing what they're doing. So. Well, I think that's cool. And I think it's interesting because I'll talk to some guys that are like, oh, I don't listen to anybody else. I'm like, so what do you listen to? You you love music. You're a musician. You gotta mm-hmm. listen to something. Or they're like, oh, I don't have listened to anything since like Led Zeppelin or whatever like that. But it sounds like you're constantly listening to all the new stuff out there for inspiration. Oh, yeah. I dig oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And not just in the progressive space. Um, you know, I listen to Synthwave as like, Fell in love with synthwave over the pandemic, so I, I listen to nothing but that. You know, um, EDM, pop music, rap music. You know, it, it's all great. I think this is the best time for music these days. Uh, you know, contrary to what most people say, if they if they do, you know, I know a lot of people shit on like pop and all that and what's happening to music, but it's like, nah, the the music's pretty damn hip. You know, and I've you know I'm 35 years old at this point, like. I've heard enough to know that it's going in a good direction. So I, I love it all, man. Well, I tell you what, I morphed into, I guess since the pandemic, of where I was more of an old school metal guy and what? have some younger friends, a little bit younger than you, 30s, and they got me into pop punk. And then I got into bands like I'd never heard of, like A Day to Remember. Uh, I like this guy named Titus. I don't know if you know him, where he kind of mixes in kind of hip hoppy, but it's pop punkish. Uh, it's really cool vibe, and a lot of bands like that. Bear Tooth, they still have the heaviness, but they're it's a little bit different, you know. Yeah, yeah, like uh, bands like Dayseeker right now. Yeah, right? yeah, it's a yeah, it's another one where I'm like, damn man, the pipes on this dude, and then the sound is still heavy. It's a, it's amazing what happens when you have someone who can actually sing. Not that I'm against screaming, I I like that too, but uh, someone who can sing like really well over this stuff it really gels oh yeah yeah, yeah. i agree 100 percent. and i like the melody as well as the kind of more of aggressive vocal but uh, a guy like yourself you have a really good voice where you can get really kind of grunty and then you've got yeah. this good melodic tone in your voice which again i you know i praise your vocals a lot i always kind of compare you a little bit to lejean from seven dust a little oh, bit yeah. because there's a little bit of yeah. that in there oh yeah me, so. yeah huge influence on me man yeah seven dust for sure i mean that's actually um I don't, I don't know if you know this we used to have the dreads i used to have dreads back in the day so my dad's from the island so he's got them still but we all had them and um i remember watching mtv2 uh, you know on a saturday morning and you know seeing that guy i was just like holy shit yeah we can do this this, this is gonna be awesome let's throw down you know so yeah I remember when they first came out, it was a deal where I think JJ French from uh, Twisted Sister kind of discovered them and got them signed and stuff like that. So there was this Twisted Sister connection where the music was so different. I mean, they're both, you know, got the hard rock of Twisted Sister and then you got the heaviness of Seven Dust. But I followed them ever since the beginning. I've seen them probably a handful of times live. I would love to see them more. But uh, just have not uh, made every show. I travel a bunch for work and stuff like that. So I get to the oh, shows gotcha. I can. Who's uh, like uh, right now, who's like the biggest uh, influence or band you're listening to that you really dig that's uh, maybe from a newer, uh, maybe not a newer genre, but just a newer band that's really like, you're like, I love this shit. 
Well, you know what? I, I wrote a list down today. Watch this. <laughs> nice. Uh, because, yeah, I mean, you caught me at a good time because uh, Spirit Box, right now, I'm like, holy shit. I've heard these names before, but like, I, I've got YouTube queued up and it, it's just going through it. I'm like, man, these bands are good. Um, Dayseeker, Bad Omens, um, Bless the Fall, um, you know, Tesseract, obviously, I mean, Tesseract, come on, Tesseract's Tesseract, bro. Yeah, they're, they're so, pretty yeah. amazing. Yeah, man. Um, Intervals, been listening to a lot of Aaron stuff. Oh, oh dude, they're so man. fucking good. Man, <laughs> I've seen them twice, man. I, I yeah. want to go see them again. They, they just blew my mind. Yeah, super. I mean, just just badass uh, melodies. I'm actually I've been listening to it a lot, just trying to figure out like how why does it sound so fucking happy but heavy, and good, <laughs> happy same and time. Heavy. Yeah, yeah, happy and heavy. I mean, I like that. I like. I would I would love to integrate that in my playing. My stuff is kind of aggressive and angry, but uh, whatever. You know, that's just like that's how I came out. I'm really happy uh, Jack Gardner's been uh, has got new music out. Um, finally, you know, just years and years of uh, chilling with that dude and being like, dude, you gotta have a, an album. I'm sure he's heard that from millions of people. He's sick of hearing it. So, but um, yeah, him, Jack and Owain, um, been listening to them. Pliny's new stuff. I listen to everybody. So that's great, man. That's great. They yeah. keep your keep ears open, and then, yeah, like you said, with all the influences, I I'm really curious to hear what you're going to put out, you know, in the next you know seven oh. songs that you have. Because I'll say this: yeah. I, I'm a failed musician. I uh, metalhead, young on stuff like that. I wrote my own music, and it's weird. Anything that I wrote <clears throat> came out more of like an alternative vibe than mm. a hard rock or a metal vibe, okay. which. I wanted to write that great hair metal or Judas Priest song, Iron Maiden song, but whenever uh, I wrote, it just came out as something different. Where it's a little bit darker at times, some of it a little bit more happier, but uh, it's weird how you have this wealth of knowledge as far as music is concerned, and then just what is output. It's like put it in the computer, and then what you spit out as a human playing your music. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty interesting. Um, I think that's cool, though. You know, I think you should embrace that because uh, it's it's funny. I've heard that a handful of times, something along those lines, and I and I wonder. It's like, wow, huh? And then you hear interviews with certain 
artists, whatever your favorite artist is, whatever. And they're like, oh, no, you know, I listen to, uh, you know, folk or polka. It's like, shit, you know what I mean? Like little things yeah. like that. It's like, <laughs> wait, what? You know, so, yeah, I just ended up playing, doing metal and now I just do metal. It's like, ah, oh, that actually kind of makes sense, though. Yeah. If you really yeah. Think. yeah. Yeah, I've heard the guys, uh, like, I want to say Udo Dirkschneider did a record where it was way, 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 way different from, you know, Acceptor, mm -hmm. some of his solo stuff. And he said he had been listening to more of this traditional German music and stuff like that. And it kind of came off. I was like, wasn't my favorite, but hey, man, you got it out creatively. Good for you. Right, right, right. Yeah, man. So, I mean, uh, I think I think you're going to really like them. In fact, I, I love crown royal i love that tune i can't wait to jam it live all that all that all that but i am super excited about the new stuff because i i made it a point to do different shit oh nice uh, so it's still me but i think you're gonna hear some things and be like wow you know so that's different that's different from what, what al usually does so that was the main thing this time around when it comes to the writing because you know, back in the day, once I hit the scene and kind of, you know, put out my music, it was more like I was definitely trying to write in the style of my current artist because I just, the current artist that I listened to, because I, there just wasn't enough time. It just didn't seem like, I felt like, I feel like I spent more time on these tunes, oh, which nice. feels really good. Um, it's not like, oh, I got to get a release out, I got to get a release out sort of thing. Even though the, the you know the other songs are fun and they're they're great, but um, this time around, I think you're gonna listen and be like, okay, you know, he's really like branching out. So, yeah. Oh, dude, I can't, I'm frothing at the mouth like a foaming rabid dog. <laughs> I want to hear this music so bad. So, oh, yeah. what's the thought? I mean, is it uh, are you just gonna do singles like every few months? Or are you gonna stagger it more? Or is there a full record? What's what's kind of the thought? Yeah, I'm uh, debating that because it's just you, you got to play the social media game. Um, but as an artist, it's like there's two I, I hear two different schools of this. It's like, man, you know, you can you can drag a song out for like three months. And then I hear other people saying, well, then I then the other half of me is saying, uh, dude, you got to get one out like every month, bro. Like you, you just gotta let you gotta let cut loose on these people, man, and just give them what they want. So there's that, and there's managing everything else. So that's why I'm trying to just do everything. I'm very, very close to getting things really dialed in with the school, so that the work I put into that, I can make more time for writing and releasing and all that. So um, it's coming. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. <laughs> well, I like that you do the videos too for each. Well, for Elemental and Crown Royal. Uh, yeah. So you plan to do videos for every the next seven songs, or is oh, it going to yeah. be more of an audio thing? I think. I mean, yeah, gotta have the video. Yeah, I video. agree. Yeah, uh, yeah, a hundred percent. And uh, yeah, man, kudos to my girlfriend. She shot that. You know. Oh wow. Uh, I, yeah, yeah. I just got That's like awesome. I, it, it was shot on my iPhone, man. Like, it got the, Holy shit, the new four K, and uh, yeah. you know we did some. I mean, I, I'm I'm really good with. Uh, with cinematography, videography, all that stuff as well, editing. So that's kind of one of the things I geek out on. So uh, I was like, you know what? Let's go ahead and give that a try. Got the gimbal for it and uh, point and shoot, man. So we're just getting creative with it. Well, no, and you kind of have to have that. I think, unfortunately, 
when we were growing up where the album was so important or the CD yeah. or whatever it is, it's mm-hmm. now single-based. Bands like Falling in Reverse, they'll put out a song every two or three or four or five months. A Day to Remember has gone to that where they put out one. It's like, where's the rest? Come on, that one's done. I'm done with that one. Beartooth, yeah. they, they just did a new song. I love it. It's like, okay, I like this one. Let's next. Come on, come on. So I, I don't know if... I think you uh, your uh, thought process is really kind of in line with what a fan wants is, okay, after six weeks or so, I'm ready for more because you're only giving me one at a time. You're spoon-feeding me like a baby. Yeah. Give me more. Give me more. Yeah, I think it's on the back end a lot of uh, bands, whether they have management or not, um, especially if they do have management, actually, are kind of coached into to doing the whole six-month thing because they want to get as much out of that release as possible but i think we got to tread lightly with that sort of thing because it's is yeah you can get you know the fans salivating but you do that too much they're just going to go to a different restaurant you know yeah yeah i get that thing so yeah so i feel like i'm i'm leaning more toward that you know four to six week area and then you know just building that up over a year and uh seeing where that goes it's looking pretty good so i might just stick with that instead of this three three to six month thing that's way too long oh yeah i agree and making new music for artists right now it's not really a money-making thing unless you're touring selling merch and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. uh have you thought about maybe getting out it sounds like you're so busy with school and what you're doing you know, mm-hmm. after, say, you release the seven songs, you say, you know what, put a band together. Let's just do some dates and maybe yeah. it'd be awesome if you could get up like opening for intervals or somebody like that. Yeah, or- that's, that would be uh, amazing. You know, I, I definitely um, I definitely plan on reaching out uh, sooner rather than later just to see what the you know, to see what the temperature of the water is there, because uh, that I think my sound is different enough and i think that uh just you know you want to you want to go on tour with bands where you want to hear their music yeah. every day because you got to hear it every day you know so um definitely definitely that's like right up my alley that whole vibe you know and the and it's also the professional side of it as well like you know super professional guy you know if you listen to him you're in interviews and shit like that so um yeah i i i totally dig that vibe all together so intervals um Pliny, you know um, who else david maximisic and yaka Zateski, those guys that that kind of vein i would definitely love that well you mentioned jack uh gardner a little bit ago oh, yeah, yeah and uh yeah uh I, I got into got back into all of creation yeah i love oh, that song yeah. night lights that is such a cool oh, thank you track man uh you have yeah. you still i'm sure you it's been a while since you did that one but yeah uh, you know, what's the story behind that one
Night Lights was, if I could have shot a music video about it, it would be definitely like, you know, riding down sunset at night with the lights going on. That's exactly what I was thinking about. Oh, nice. Nice. It's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like, uh, um, it's like if you were reminiscing or like, have, you know, if you had this sort of nostalgic vibe where you're thinking about, oh man, back in the day it was cool. We were riding out sunset, you know, it's 2020, you know what I'm saying? Like the lights are all, all bright, you know, we're heading over to seventh veil. It's going to be sick, you know, that sort of thing. So that was a joke, by the way, that's a strip club. <laughs> Um, but, uh, you know, uh, yeah, so it, that, that's pretty much all it was. It's just a, a feel good tune and, uh, it's about, you know, nightlife. Oh, nice, man. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, just, I'm going to put you, uh, under the spotlight. Sure. What is your favorite hive mind song that the band ever did? Um, if you can pick one, I have several, I was up to the cliffhanger earlier. how badass the song is i kind of like you i put on the al joseph pipe mind youtube and i was like oh my god dude all this stuff's so fucking awesome it is yeah. like i want to see this guy live again yeah man me too me too trust me um yeah the i you know one song that's been actually ringing in my head it's crazy man you're spot on today because uh <laughs> uh just yesterday uh one of the songs a parasitic nice and because of its seven dust vibes i mean i was yeah. i don't know why I, I i heard one of the songs and uh i started thinking about that song I'm like yo that song was fucking groovy as fuck man like the <laughs> yeah. in the back so yeah. uh yeah dude yeah parasitic I, that's that's one that i really like
man. Uh, so before we started, Al and I, I think I'm going to try to be on the wagon for 24 hours. I'm going. I'm not sure if that's going to work out, but. Al, you said you backed off the whiskey a little bit. Is it? <laughs> yeah, I've tried. I've tried to back off the. I'm trying to change my whole mindset around it, man. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not like. I'm not 26 anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Back in that, you know what I mean? I. It just my body feels different, you know. And I'm a health guy as well, so. Um, I, you know, I have my vices, you know, I vape, I, I, you know, cigars, whiskey, vodka, you know, all the hard drinks. Um, but, uh, I've just been trying to change my mindset around it. You know, I don't, I don't want to be, I want to be high functioning. I'm a high yeah. functioning individual, you know, and when I get going, I, I, it's hard to, to stop me, you know? So I would hate to get in my own way in any way, shape or form moving forward, you know? Oh, I get that dude. I, and so I got in shape since we met several years ago, nice, and, but nice. I got in shape Congrats. running and I go to breweries and we drink beer after we run. So <laughs> that's course. my problem is like, yeah. I'll get there with my friends and it's like, I'm gonna have two and it turns into three or four, like do it again the next day. And then you oh. do four of these in a row in 100 plus degree weather. Today I was like, you know what? I'm drying out, I'm not doing shit. I'm gonna yeah. stay in <laughs> and take it easy. But then of course yeah. I saw something on Instagram, my favorite breweries releasing two beers today. So. My mind's like, dude, we could go for the two new beers and then cut her off. Right. And yeah, well, but that's not going to happen now, is it? <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> exactly. No, I feel you, man. It's, um, uh, yeah, I'm there. I'm, I'm still at that point where it's like, all right, I have one. Like, my girl, she's got to tell me all the time, like, babe, one, babe, slow, go slow. I'm like, okay, okay, got it, got it. I have to, like, pause because, like, it, it becomes like an anchor, you know, because yeah. you know, that's how habits are developed. It's like, oh, man, because for me, you know, there's a lot of people who become very unfun when they drink or they're not good social drinkers or they're complete blackouts, you know. Yeah, yeah. Me, I can drink all fucking night, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and that's yeah. a problem because now it's getting to the point to where it takes less drinks in high high volume to get me blackout you know and i'm a yeah. i'm a very peaceful blackout person i'm a very hearty blackout person but i don't want to be blacked out when i'm trying to have fun you know what i mean right, right. yeah I agree. You know? so I agree. it's like um i'm just trying to change my mindset around it i i don't want to you know i'm not going to aa or anything but at the same time it's like i'm kind of like okay you know i feel good today i didn't drink and i feel like i'm awake my energy's up save it for later you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. But it's hard now because it's the fucking weekend, and I'm like, okay, well, here we are, here we are, <laughs> here we are, <laughs> exactly. So I'm thinking, I'm like looking at the clock. I'm like, motherfucker, what am I gonna do? I know yeah. what I'm gonna do, and I was gonna be good. <laughs> That's and then that, I brought, exactly. I need to you know what you're gonna do. <laughs> I gotta say, on fucking social media is what's gonna happen. If I would have looked, it wouldn't be in my head that's like, dude, it's right down the street. We could go have two. And I don't even know who I'm talking to. I guess I'm talking to myself, but it's the inner inner little uh, yeah, guy. The inner like, yeah, the inner alcoholic in me. It's yeah, like, right? It's only going to take two. Come on. See, my, my inner alcoholic is is like this, this it's like Wario. 
You know, the uh, black Wario. He's just like, <laughs> you want to get fucked up? Let's go. Let's party. I'm like, ah, threaten me with a good time. Why don't you, you know? It's like, I, it, it, he, he tickles me into it. I'm like, all right, fine. You know, it's like, ah, oh, God damn it. You know, so yeah, <laughs> keeping an eye on Wario. Well, you know, it's good. You got the girl that's, you know, kind of your, kind yeah. of putting him to the backside. And I had that too. And we broke up because she didn't really drink. She would just sip a little bit. Oh, and I was like, I don't want to drink all this in front of her. And yeah. Oh, your, bear, your breath smells like beer. It's like, well, oh, drink one out. too and it's fine. <laughs> right, right. Uh, see yourself out. No, <laughs> see yourself out. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, um, yeah, my girl, she's like, she's awesome. She's such a partier, and, and trust me, she's she's no, uh, she she's a she's a hot little devil with wings. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> she, you know what I mean? Like if, yeah, but it's it's good that to have her there, being like, yo, you gotta you gotta chill. It's like, all right, yeah, I think I think I do. I think I do have to chill the fuck out. So. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But we, we have a good time, though. We have a great time. Well, that's what's important, man. That's what's important. Yeah. It sounds like you got a good Absolutely. one. I'm yeah. looking for one, but uh, ain't you looking <sighs> for me? <laughs> well, I don't know what to say there, but I got lucky. I definitely got lucky. For sure. Oh, that's awesome, man. That's yeah. awesome. Well, before we go, uh, Al, what do you want to tell the fans out there? And, you know, give us, give us a little... Just give us a taste of what we can expect on this next song. This next song, I will say, um, I'm super pumped. I, I brought out my inner Sinister Gates on this one. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. I, I fucked this song up. So, <laughs> oh, I love I, it. I, like hardcore, man. Hardcore. So I, I think you're really going to like it. Um, I wanted to go heavier on the riffs as well. I want to leave myself space to just riff out and not be like, blah, 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 like the whole time. Yeah. So um, this is going to be very groovy. I think this is going to be uh, played a lot this summer. So go for it. Get after it. And uh, the school, if you want to learn guitar from me and uh, get your shit together, you know, join the Shred Fest Academy. Um, I got some deals going on right now and uh, some free webinars as well uh, for you to check out. So you can see how I teach and um, what you can accomplish. There's a lot of stuff on uh, JTC's uh, website, too, with all your instructional videos and stuff like that. Yes, yes. I've been kind of um, stepping to the side over here a little bit from that because I just want to I, I definitely want to build my uh, yeah. teaching and all that, you know, but I uh, definitely have a lot over there at JTC as well. Um, if you're trying to learn riffs and uh, melodic shredding and all that stuff, I've got 10 years under my belt with them. So a lot there so al um do you get out to live shows much do you get to go check out bands or are you pretty tied up uh yeah been been pretty tied up but that's definitely on the list as well um i went and actually saw ringo star oh wow uh yeah and his band steve lukather was kicking serious ass oh dude i love looking god jesus man but they had everybody on stage man yeah, so uh, that was super fun. That that was like food for the soul, you know. When you had, you yeah. just, it's like a, it's like a tall drink of, wa of cold water on a hot summer day. It's been a long time, so yeah, that was awesome. You know what's interesting about Ringo Starr is a lot of people. I mean, when he was at the Beatles, you don't really think of him as much of a drummer. He's just a guy keeping time, blah blah blah. And then right. I want to say towards the end, 
the drums didn't really sound that great on Let It Be and stuff like that. But then you hear, he's like the most amazing drummer there ever was from a lot of people. I mean, yeah, I, you know, I, I'm not a huge Beatles fan, but yeah. Uh, yeah, he was tight during the show. I mean, you know, he was doing his thing. So, you know, keeping his time. I mean, he also had uh, Greg Bissonette on oh, drums. Wow. Yeah, so uh, that was a, that was awesome. That dude's got some serious pocket, but yeah, um, uh, Ringo. I mean, he can't be bad. He can't be that bad. I mean, you know, I don't remember. I don't <laughs> yeah. remember hearing a Beatles song and being like, "Ah, oh, fucking drums," you know. So I don't yeah. know. Yeah, we you just don't put him up there with like Neil Peart or Mike Portnoy well, or anybody like that, right? Right, right, but, right. But no, they just say just a great, great drummer, you know. And I, I think out of the Beatles in solo stuff, there for a while, he was like, had the most sales, which always blew me away from like John and Paul. Those were the guys you would think to have the bigger sales as, as solo artists. Right. But I don't, he had Back Off Boogaloo, the only song I can think of that That's was ever right. kind of a hit back then. But yeah, I don't I think, know. Did he, did he do Yellow Submarine? Yeah, yeah. But that, that's right. when he was okay. still the Beatles. So yeah, right. Okay, got it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I recently saw Dream Theater, a band that you really dig, and the bill was just amazing. It was Animals as Leaders, Devin Townsend, and Dream Theater. Shit. So, that's that's yeah, shit. yeah, that's dude. Opened up for Animals as Leaders. Man, I yeah, I do. <laughs> look, like I, I would, I would love to. Like all this, man. I'm not, I'm not avoiding it. It's just that, uh, like I said, I want to make sure everything on the back end for me is is straight. You know. I got um, you. Yeah. But uh, you know who stole the show for me was Devin Townsend. Devin Townsend was amazing. I mean, shit, dude, he's on a whole other level. I mean, it's the, of course, the songwriting is incredible. It's spectacular, but his voice, fuck. I yeah. mean, Jesus. I mean, even back, to, didn't he do thing, some stuff with Steve I and? Oh yeah, that's where yeah. I first heard of him. And then Strapping okay. and Lad, and then Strap all yeah, the solo right. stuff. Yeah. So yeah, amazing, amazing. I want to say that album it was Sex and Religion, I believe, was uh, the one he was okay. on with uh, Steve Vai. Okay, okay. Uh, but, I mean, he just commanded the stage. He's just got great stage presence, <coughs> uh, has fun with the crowd, stuff like that. And then Dream Theater hits the stage. Uh, really strong, as always, but unfortunately, uh, Labrie was not having a good night vocally. Um, I think age may be catching up to him, like, some of the other yeah. great vocals, vocalists of the past. And that's that's an interesting thing for me that I would ask a vocalist. You're young, you're in your prime, but say you get the band thing going, mm -hmm. which you're planning on probably doing, Yeah, is there going to be a point in your life when you're, say, 55, 60, you're still up there touring and playing, and you're like, what the fuck was I thinking when I was 25 years old singing these <laughs> songs or writing this? I, I think a lot of them do, and you got a down tune and stuff like that, but... Right, right. Yeah, I think a lot of it comes down to like to health, you know, and uh, right. taking care of your voice and all that. Um, I know that like M Shadows, for example, uh, Matt Sanders, he's like one of those guys that uh, uh, helped uh, Matt Hafey when he blew his voice out and stuff. So like getting with guys like that, you know, in the future is definitely something I want to do. Getting a vocal tra vocal trainer, uh, coach. Um, is is the thing to do as well, but I mean, this is James Brie we're talking about. He he obviously yeah. knows what he's doing, but I I don't know. I just think like 
um, just being healthier, you know, like, kind of, you know what you're doing, man, you know, losing the weight, getting out there, staying active and all that. I feel like a lot of bands miss the mark on that. Yeah, I think so. And a lot of the guys back in the 80s were partying so hard. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of that caught up with them. Maybe, I'm not really talking about Labrie, but they're, I mean, Doc, and unfortunately he can't sing like he could anymore. It's just all lower. They got the bass player doing the higher stuff. Uh, but a lot of those bands have caught up with them, but there's these freaks of nature like Klaus Mounet from the Scorpions. Uh, Rob Halford still got it. He's lost a little bit, but even to the day he died, Ronnie James Dio was still amazing. Jeff Tate still sounds amazing, but it's a small group of guys that can still keep the range somewhat, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I find that as well. I've seen that. Would you ever, you have a great voice, and I've told you this a, uh, a bunch of times, but would you ever like do a song or do, yeah, just do a little project where you had another guy come in and maybe trade vocals with you? Almost like bringing another guitar player in? Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, yeah, I mean, my ego's not that big. It's big, but it's not that big. I mean, if it, if it works, you know, if, if it works, it's it just comes down to it working out. You know, I'm actually, I've got my eye on a few guitar players out there in space right now that I definitely want to start writing with, for sure. Mm -hmm. We talked about like, man, we should do a song together, like legit type of thing, you know? Um, so yeah, man, it, as long as it serves the music and, um, it's a good uh, pair, you know, it's good. Yeah. Pair. Well, that's interesting. So I know a lot of guys, instrumental guys will do a record. They'll write the music in like, okay, I'm going to send you the file. You put your solo over this part with no direction and right. they do it. And there's no real collaboration. It's just like, all right, I did the solo in 20 minutes. Boom. Here you go. Do you like to actually use Smith you like to write? I don't know if that's you're thinking of somebody for maybe more of a band thing or it's, uh, you know, do you invite an old school guy like George Lynch or Red Beach or somebody like that? I'm just pulling these things gotcha, off my yeah. head. Hey, I want to do a, like a song. Would you say, let's do you got like a couple hours and let's try to write something or would you just send them a file and say, put your signature done yeah again it would just depend you know like i'm not gonna pass up an opportunity to do a solo on like george lynch or red beach's stuff you know yeah um, but uh as far as like the creative process goes um it would have to come down to the music like the the sound you know um yeah. i think what i'm really into these days is uh i don't want to call it gent you know gent had its sort of like stretch for a few years but i think i think even that sphere is kind of turning into uh they're just getting a bit more experimental yet like focused uh toward their group you know they're kind of expanding their sound a bit more which is great to hear like again like um day seeker you know it's it's like that's definitely along the lines of the vocals that i want to start doing um you know because i i do have a side to me i i think like the hive mind stuff was like we need heavy we need hard we need da, da, da. so i i went a bit too hard like you said it's like i don't want to be <sighs> unfortunately like i i don't see myself singing those songs um maybe a few of them but i think um later on 
I'm going to really focus on singing within my range and actually using more dynamics and more articulation and really telling more of a story rather than just like, fuck you, you know, <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, like, maybe a few of those here and there, yeah, yeah. but, uh, yeah. So, but uh, again, like, yeah, I would, I would love to do that sort of thing, but if it's like my project and like I'm writing in it, I, I, I definitely want it to be as collaborative as possible. I really hate the idea, even though pretty much all the hive mind stuff, except for that one EP we did fight or flight. Um, a lot, the guys did give a lot more input on that, but I basically mm -hmm. did most of everything. Um, I definitely want more heads in there that can actually write. So I can just sit back sometimes and take something and turn it on its head rather than, you know, having to think of every twist and turn myself, you know, that gets really exhausting. Oh, I bet. I bet. And that's kind of cool. Like, like you're saying, and, and you probably would inspire you even more if you're hearing all these ideas coming in. You're like, oh, dude, let's do this. Let's do that. And it's like a group effort. So, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I dig that. I dig that. I think that would be cool. Is there is there a guitar player that you would love would be your dream guy to play on a tune with you? Um, right now, um, yeah, yeah, like Tremaine. Have you heard of him? Uh, he's out of the UK, um, but um, he's a protege of Marcos Fogli's um, from a, from a, a while back. But he reached out to me, I want to say, in like the 2017s, 18, um, to uh, potentially do some writing together. I was obviously um, swamped with the hive mind thing and my own solo stuff, but I checked him out and we've been buddies ever since. So I, he's done a guest solo on my stuff on, uh, the labyrinth labyrinth, the song labyrinth from my album labyrinth. <laughs> trek so i think I believe it's called um so uh that's a guy definitely like if you lived in the states i'd be like dude let's fucking let's throw down you know what i'm saying so yeah i like guitarists that are, are super melodic and uh can and 
I, I feel like, you know, his background and the guitars he listens to pretty much match up with mine. So I have no problem being like, yeah, yeah, you take the solo. I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> nice. Again, man, yeah. I'd love to just sit back and be like, oh, I don't have to write a solo for this song. Sick, you know? <laughs> I guess yeah yeah you know because I, like i said i love playing rhythm you know i'm a i'm a former drummer so i i love like locking into syncopated beats and stuff like that you know there's some stuff that i wrote um that's coming out soon where i'm like oh, shit, i gotta play over this part man i want to play the rhythm part to this you know uh-huh so, um, <laughs> but yeah man so uh tremaine um Damn, um, I've worked with uh, Mike Salo. He's another guy. I, I am, you know, now that I think about it, I'm pretty picky when it comes down to it. Cause it's gotta be there, you know, like yeah. it's gotta be on the level. It's gotta have the, the perfect amount of like, you gotta be able to, you know, have some serious balls and shred hardcore, but you also gotta have some subtlety and some control, some dynamic control and articulative control. Um, so uh, that's a guy. Um, yeah, I, I can't really think of much more that comes to mind, but there's a handful, but I'd say those are the two that stick out. Nice. Well, I, you did the one uh, on all of creation. You did the title track with Marco. And I Marco, know him, man. I know him from uh, when he did this solo tour with uh, LaBrie. You're circling back. Yes, sir. <laughs> I saw, dude, I saw uh, LaBrie open up for Evergrey in Paris. And so, it was the most, one of the most emotional shows I've ever seen. Wow. It was in this really cool, like, amphitheater thing. The hairs on my arm were just standing up the whole time. It was, everybody sounded amazing. I fucking cried like a little bitch. I was <laughs> so happy. I mean, just tears of joy because yeah. it was such an amazing musical experience. And my ex-wife was like, look at me. She's like, you fucking crying? I was like, yes, this is fucking <laughs> great. <laughs>
Yeah, man. I don't, I don't know what's going on, man. But uh, yeah, there's so many things I'd, I'd like to see. I, I know what you mean. You know, when I saw G3 um, live, it was here in uh, downtown. I actually saw them twice. I saw them in Boston. And then a few years later, when I moved here, I saw them at the Wiltern. But uh, that was incredible. Just because, uh, I, you know, I remember I come from like, you know, G3 live in Tokyo. I didn't even know who John Petrucci was at the time. I was just trying to watch Joe and Steve, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but I just kept circling back to his stuff, became a devout fan of his, of his work. Um, but that was great to see the, those three there. I think it was Phil Collin, um, right? From, uh, yeah, from Death Leopard. From Death Leopard, yeah. That played that night <clears throat> with those two. But uh, that was crazy. That was crazy. And I got to meet Joe in person that was crazy so I, I i i get what you're where you're going with that because when you see the right show you're just like yes you yeah know? yeah yeah so yeah i had an experience with devin townsend like before the way before the pandemic where i saw him on transcendence and i was going through a lot uh have a really shitty life at home my daughter was sick in the hospital and i broke away to get to that show and it was like Oh wow! Everything's gonna be okay. It was just—it's right. wild how musical experiences like that can just, you know, for that hour and a half or two hours, whatever it is, all your troubles go away for that two hours, and the artist gives it their all, and you just feel better. And then you pull out, you're happy, and you wake up the next morning like, "Fuck, nothing changed <laughs> at all." But I had a great time last night. <laughs> yeah, man. I, yeah, I know what you mean, man. Yeah, it's. There's something about, you know, I, as a musician, you know, as you were explaining that, I, I just feel like us musicians, it's really hard to maintain that sense of awe. Um, it, it just, you know, depending on who you're touring with or working with, you know, there's always some kind of bullshit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, that goes down, you know, on tour. And then there's the pressures of the tour, right? And there's the financial pressures of the tour and, something happens fucking tire bust or something it's just like ah i just want to fucking focus on like you know loving what i'm doing sort of thing you know so uh yeah i was just thinking about that like how you just reminded me how important it is for the fans oh yeah yeah it's it's like you gotta get keep your shit together for for them because you know they're the reason you're here sort of thing you know and uh I can't remember the last time I had a conversation with a musician about that aspect of it. So, yeah, that was refreshing. Well, I mean, yeah, as a fan, if you can tell the band's not giving it and they're just up there running through the motions, yeah. that's my cue to say, this is the last time I'm seeing you, pal. I, oh. My money's going to go to someone else. And that's interesting for me, you know, how we started the conversation with all the influences music-wise that you're listening to. I still love the old school stuff, like your dream theaters and priest and made and stuff like that but there's only a handful of those older school bands i want to see live anymore i want to go see these younger bands that are in their 20s and 30s that mm -hmm. can get up there with the energy and yeah. I, I just saw a show i don't know if you've ever heard of a band called neck deep uh they're no. from the uk it's a pop punk band they've been around 10 15 years something like that in a band called yeah. real friends and they played this little fucking club and fucking blew my mind it was just so good the energy and so exciting and then i you know go see another band i'm like ah, wow yeah i want that excitement i want because a lot of guys are you going to see 
so-and-so that's you know been around for 30 years it's like now nah, i saw them back in the day i saw them in their prime i want to read almost like what michael jordan said years ago it's like i want to retire in my prime or seinfeld they're going out in their prime i've seen bands out of their prime and then that's when i say i mean i love priests last time i saw priests i'm like okay i get right. it you know i saw them on screaming for vengeance defenders of the faith all that stuff but now it just i don't care anymore i want to remember when they were just so solid. Got but it. Yeah. Still have good music. I'll still support that. But right. I like these younger bands and the energy they bring to the stage. Oh, yeah. As a, I'm a 55 year old guy and I'm out there. I don't get in the pit anymore. I'm, I'm done with those. But <laughs> I'll bang my head and I'll, I'll rock out with the, the young kids. But it's fun. I, I like that vibe of that. But I don't know what your thoughts are. You're a younger guy. So you yeah. may want to see these. I guess I, I'm dating myself. Dinosaur acts, if you call it that, or older right. acts, or right. do you prefer to see new talent and guys with super amounts of energy on stage? Uh, you know, I wasn't gonna say anything. I, you know, I was trying to be as nice as I possibly can about the the singing thing. You know, <laughs> you just brought up, but that that would be the one thing that would deter me. I'm sorry. I don't care who's playing. Uh, I don't care who's playing guitar or you know who's on lead rhythm drums whatever if the singer ain't bringing it i'm kind of like fuck am i doing you know because I, I i'm one of those man i believe like the the singer makes the band i don't yeah. care who's i don't care who's in the lineup like so um yeah man like um i russell allen is one guy that i i definitely uh, you know symphony x I yeah, should say. amazing. Um, yeah. But as a singer, yeah, I, I definitely want to see him live. I saw Richie Cobson live uh, a handful of years ago. That was really good. That was still that was good. That was good. He, he's got the pipes still. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. There's there, I can't think of, of all of them now, but uh, I'll be thinking about it later for sure. But uh, as long as the the singing is there and the energy is still there, you know, I like what I like what Extreme's doing. Yeah, what do you think no. of that solo by Nuno? Of course, I mean, it's Nuno. <laughs> I know, I know. Fucking Nuno, man. You know, just just whipping out. But you know, I, I watched this one interview and you know, I I love his uh, his values, man. You know, the way he talks about music, the way he talks about writing solos and all that. He's one hundred percent right, man. It's it's about the music, you know. So. I think like he's one of those players that's got so much attitude when he plays because he's adhering to what's going on in the background. He's not just soloing, soloing over it, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, man, yeah. Well, I like to the new solo what I've talked about on the show a lot is like there's these like a kind of an homage to Eddie Van Halen with some of the stuff he's doing the solo. Yeah. I was like, holy shit! And it's, I think it's awesome that Guitar World and he's getting so much press. For the solo, you don't hear of guitar solos getting as much press as Nuno was getting for uh, the song Rise. Yeah. So yeah. That's, that's pretty yeah. awesome. Maybe that's coming back. And, you know, with you coming out with your music, maybe guitar is going to come back to the forefront. Instrumentals and stuff like that will be popular again. Yeah, I, I'll tell you something. I think uh you you got to get the right guys up on stage. It, it's It kind of sucks because, you know, I'll, I'll hear... I won't mention any names, but I'll hear their playing. I hear their playing and I'm like, yes. Then I watch them play and I'm like, no, 
<laughs> you know? yeah. uh, dude, man, like, you know, you got to get to the style. I think, uh, you know, back when labels were were on, on top, they were doing their fucking jobs. Um, you know, it, it, it was all those things, right? It wasn't just the uh, the playing, but it was, yo, the performance, get a fucking choreography in this bitch, you know, or, you know, get a producer in here or get these people, get these guys some fucking clothes, you know, like right now, I feel like it's like, how are you going to bring it back? If, the if, if, uh, you know, if I can't get my girlfriend to come, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. like nobody, nobody cares about the, the licks and the lions. You will always have that fan base there, which is great, which is, you're a testament to that, you know, you, you know, all the guitar players, you know, all the, that stuff, but um, it's about showmanship and, and having fun as well. You know, I just feel like today it's kind of like, here's, here's my homework from music school. <laughs> I wrote a song based on it, you know, uh -huh. like, all right, man, like, okay, give me something back, you know? So, um, but whatever that might be, you know, I'm, I'm an old soul, you know, I've been, I've been known, I've been called that uh, a bunch of times, spent a lot of time with my dad, you know, just talking about this same stuff. So, um, that's what I want to see more of. I want to see a badass on stage, like a serious badass. Like, I don't know what happened. It's kind of like a bunch of college students, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. like, you know, I'm not trying to talk shit, man, but like, I, that's what I kind of feel, you know, it's like, ah, this is a fucking rock show, dude. Rock out, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Show like you, you mean it. <laughs> yeah. Go just sit there and not do shit. No, I'm yeah. with you 100% <laughs> on that, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And we definitely try to do that with hive mind, you know, like, you know, we were jumping around, you know, getting in the audience faces. So, Dude, I, I know how you feel about it, man. I'm with you on that. It's just uh, I got to get my shit together. You know, some some managerial shit went down and I'm not having it. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we I talked about that a little bit. We did. <laughs> I think offline. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So I want to have full control this time around. And uh, again, you know, I, I think about all these different elements. So it's, it's refreshing talking to you about it. Oh, well, I appreciate you coming on as always, my friend. Well, we let you go. We're going to give the fans two big horns, horns up. How did we let it all come to nothing? Feeling like I should have been feeling something. Lately, I've been putting it off to see. 